everybody, welcome into the Action Sports Jacks Pylon Podcast with Brent Martineau and Dan Hicken. This is brought to you by the Jacksonville Iceman. Hockey is back in Jacks! Nice job, Dan. Yes, dynamite drop in, Danny. Yeah, they had a three-game win streak uh, until uh, it was snapped on Sunday, by the way. Stinking swamp rabbits. I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. The Iceman home uh, most of this week, so go check them out down at the arena. Hey, Brent, exciting news in honor of got? the Grammys. We're going to sing tonight's podcast. The entire thing. The entire thing. What would so, you like to start with? We'll start with a little, just a simple little sing. Sing a song. Sweet sing a- Jags of oh, mine. Man. Golly. Bum, bum, bum. We need a sad song. We do. We do. We do. We need a sad, melancholy tone. Like Bette Midler. Beaches. Beaches. Well, Some really say sad. love. Mm. I might cry. I might cry. Get choked up a little bit. Uh, we're not in Minneapolis. Unfortunately, this podcast would have been coming to you from... An igloo. The Twin Cities. <laughs> Ice fishing was already planned and booked, and uh, it all went down the tubes in that fourth quarter. But we've covered that, haven't we? I think we talked about that. Are we moving on now to the offseason? The offseason work has begun. Hey, the Pro Bowl, Jags got $64,000. Five Each. players. Yeah. Each of them did. They won. Cutting us in. Shares for everybody. Yeah, I think New. we should get a tip. Tip, tip jar. would be nice. Tip jars here at Action jar Sports would be nice. Uh, but anyway, Pro Bowl's over. Super Bowl week is here. Um, Eagles already in Minneapolis. Patriots arrive. We'll, we'll, Monday. We'll, we'll, we really don't care about the Super Bowl. It really is hard. It's really, I haven't, you know... I, you weren't here in 99. 99 is the same same kind of feeling, man, but we didn't have that extra week. And so it was good because it was over quicker. Oh, uh, yeah. Rolled right you know, into it. We were supposed to be on our way, and that game was in Atlanta. That uh, that was the Tennessee Titans, of course, and the St. Louis Rams. I watched that this morning, actually. He was I, on. Uh, I think That the, was a great game. It was a great game. I'm not sure that the Jags would have beat the Rams – I am sure the Jags would have beat the Eagles. I'm not sure, but I, we would have had a great chance to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, it's over. It's done with. Um, I did hear a story about the Godfather TC this week, who uh, might have been at. Share. He was at an establishment on Tuesday. The game was Sunday. Uh, might have been asked, "How are you doing, Coach?" And he basically said, "I'm doing miserably. We should have won the game." Yeah. And you know they all believe that and. I felt Doug Marone was the same on Monday. Uh, it 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 sticks with you. It sticks with you a while. And you know what the hard part was this week, I think, Brent, was watching the NFL Films versions. Because what happens is, for us football fans, as football fans, a lot of what we see is what they see. And they're commenting. And look, Jalen was mic'd up, and he was all over the ref trying to explain on the A.J. Boye P.I., and Doug Marone was very vocal to uh, in his displeasure By to the, the way, refs. They edit that stuff. Yes, yes. There was more. Yes. So, I mean, and I get it, man. You just cost us seven points in a championship game. Yes, you did. Yeah. And again, look. You can't get off the refs. I know. I'm beating a dead horse. <laughs> I even wrote one of our shows uh, this week with shots still at the refs. <laughs> It's funny. Johnny Bachman's going to be mad at me because he thinks that's a loser mentality. He got mad at me on the set. I'm not mad. I don't mind the people picking on the refs and and hating on the refs because there were some plays, but I still go back to third and 18 and the the delay game and stuff like that. But um, think about this. All right, so 99 (laughs) is the only one, right? It's the only one in the Jags history that will be like, whoa. Well, 96, 
was yeah, so but 96 was excited. so much gravy, right? Don't you think? In 96, Tom was coming off the field. The owner then, Wayne Weaver, joined him arm in arm, almost despite the loss and smiling. Now, it killed Coughlin. He wasn't smiling. But Weaver was like, this is unbelievable, man. You're this is too. our second year. <laughs> We're going to be doing this all the time. What a great hire you are. I can't believe it. And it's not that easy, but that did start a four-year playoff run. That's what we're hoping happens this time. Yeah, so what my point is, 99 is, along with this one, is now the hardest loss yes. in franchise history, probably for the fans to digest. Yes. And probably for the franchise to digest, quite frankly. Um, it, it equates to me, it's like like I was nine when the Red Sox built Buckner. You right. Know, that, that just sticks. Now, the Red Sox had already had like a bunch of them. Whether it was in '76, I was or 23, and back. I was cheering that play. By I the way, I know you were, just so you know. Um, so, but you have plenty of Mets ones. In fact, you were at the World Series a couple years ago. Uh, well, it's 1973 when I was 10. We lost to the Oakland A's in the World Series with a 3-2 lead in the series, and Matlack and Seaver going in Game Six and Seven, and I thought we were going to win. It, it haunts me still. It's yeah. part of our fiber, and we've passed that on to our sons. That's right. So my point is, <laughs> our kids in the city of Jacksonville yes. have one now. And like, yes, they our, do. Our kids didn't have 99. No. And so, it's to me, it's also part of being a sports fan. Yeah. You know, it just it, kinda, is. it comes with it. Oh, and sure. There's almost like a, there's almost a charm in the in the in in the hurt, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the chase. Like, I always said this about this. I was a Red Sox fan growing up. Right. And I'm not a huge sports fan, even like, like you love the Mets still. And you're right. Like, I'm not like that. I don't right. I don't love the teams I grew up rooting for as right. much as I used to. Right. But part of that is with the Red Sox. Now, I like the Red Sox more than any of them. But the Red Sox have won three world championships in the last decade, in the, this century. Right. It was, it was meaningful almost. It was cool to be a Red Sox fan when they – they hadn't won in 86 years. Right. You know what I mean? Now we all hate you. And now We're you hate sick us. of you. Yeah and, yeah, and I don't like the Red Sox as much as I used to. Like, mm. I can't sit here and tell you that I'm as big of a fan as I Are used to Are you trying be. to draw some sort of goodness out of this loss? Well, I think what it does <laughs> is it, it, it brings that, that swell of uh, fandom uh-huh. that we saw in the last month. Uh-huh. I think it does bring you a little bit closer together. I think it does mean something. Yes. To have a sting like that. Yes. And I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it will be interesting to watch the fans, and then when do you beat it? When do you trump it? You know, for a long time here now, that 99 loss, a lot of people thought that was kind of like the boogeyman. I mean, they thought that was the curse. Yeah. The, yeah. the Titans were the curse that year. Remember, they beat you three times. Ooh, they and did. so that, that when can you get over it? Well, it feels like that curse is somewhat over, although yes. they didn't have to beat the Titans. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine if that had happened again? But, um, so anyway, it's, it's just part of being a sports fan. It's part of being a fan, and um, to see – both of my sons um, devastated is, and and you went through it with your son and daughter. It's 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 an interesting dynamic, and you do tell them. You tell them this is part of it. Welcome to being a sports fan. You're now officially a hardcore Jacksonville Jaguar Duval till you die sports fan. But I like it because you know this is where they're growing up. It's their hometowns. It's it's what they're all about, and I, I think that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, let's move on now. We're but over it. Damn, over it hurts. It, but it still hurts. Uh, <laughs> is this, this the, the number one topic? We're going to be at the Super Bowl this week, so I yeah. shouldn't have said earlier I don't care about the Super Bowl. We'll be there, and hopefully yeah. uh, Tony Baselli gets in the Hall of Fame. We'll talk about that in a moment. Mm-hmm. But the number one topic, uh, I'll ask people, it'll be Blake or no Blake, and I just. Should we be really asking that question? I wonder if we should. Should we be? 
You think like they are are wondering why? Like, well, are they asking the question inside the building, or are we just all asking outside the building? Do they already know that they're bringing Blake back? Well, if they did when they announce it, uh, that's a good question. Wouldn't it make sense to announce it? So because but that's, do you have to announce it? They already well, have the option. I understand that, but everywhere you go, aren't people saying to if you see Tom Coughlin, coach, is, is Blake coming back? Coach, let me ask you, uh, Doug Marone, is Blake coming back? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, wouldn't so wouldn't it make sense if you're already certain? Is there any strategical advantage to not saying anything right now? That I don't know. I, I can't really think of one off the top of my head, but I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it's listen again. I think for us as fans, Blake Bortles deserves to be back. Yeah. What we don't know, and something you brought up earlier, what we don't know is how well did he perform in this offense? How much did he miss? in this offense did he miss so much and they felt like he didn't progress enough that they thought that they think this is the best they can get out of him or do they think he can continue to trend upward like he did this year yeah for the point of that is like if this is a hundred page playbook right Blake Bortles as a quarterback is at 60 pages right and that I mean I we don't know that we don't know you know people pretend like they know that sure they don't know that I believe Marone and Hackett want to play this style of ball Absolutely. I think they want a ball control team. What Doug Marone say in the preseason? I'll run it every time if I could. Yeah, and, and now listen, if you had Drew Brees, if you had Tom Brady, it might be a little different. Sure. Jack Del Rio used to say that all the time too. You know, it's like, well, if you give me Peyton Manning, I might yeah. have a different offense. Right. But the bottom line is, twenty-eight teams don't have that guy. Right. So you've got to have a style of play, and um, it will be interesting. The one question I still haven't answered, and uh, the people that criticize Blake so much, and I haven't looked at this myself either, because these are all twenty-two people that like to look at the right film. right I would like to know and I'll get to the bottom of it I just haven't yet I'd like to know if how many people were flying open last week that he missed right you know did he right. I mean every quarterback misses some Tom Brady missed a couple of guys right but I just wonder like that's what I'm talking about is the playbook shrunk because of his skill set right and is he missing guys that he should be hitting because we watch it sometimes from the press box and we don't see a whole lot of guys running free Correct. Is the point of that. Correct. But that doesn't mean we're not seeing it all. Right. I mean, we could be missing something. But it'll be interesting. We're going to ask a lot of people out there. The national perspective on this is sometimes a little jaded, I believe. Seems like the national perspective is the Jags are shopping around a little bit. Absolutely. That's what the national – I don't know if that's true or not. Nobody knows at this point. And they should do their due diligence. Absolutely. And I wouldn't – I would be surprised if they're not shopping around at every position. Yeah, absolutely. That's your responsibility. Yeah. As general manager – Executive Vice President of Football Ops, um, coach, whoever, your responsibility is can we get somebody better at this at any spot? So the question isn't should you go get Drew Brees mm-hmm. or Eli Manning? Mm-hmm. The question is what's the likelihood you get those guys? Th- those you, are zero. Well, when you come back to it, you can yeah. cross off Drew Brees. Yeah. You can cross off Eli Manning. Yeah. You can cross off. Tom Brady. Right. Now, who comes to mind? Alex Smith. Do you trade for him? Right. Does that make a lot of sense to trade for a guy with one year left on his deal at his age, all that stuff? Um, the age Did I not read that Alex Smith is due a huge roster bonus sometime this offseason? And that – so if you're the Chiefs and you're planning on going with Mahomes, 
if you're the other rest of the NFL teams, don't you just wait that out and wait for them to release him because they're not going to give him that roster bonus if they're planning on going with Mahomes. So therefore, they'd have to release him. So therefore, you could at least sign him as a free agent. That would be a good move. I mean, I'm not sure. I thought I read that somewhere though. That could be a move, but does somebody jump the gun like a Cleveland or somebody else? See, well, my thought on and that he's been very much connected to Cleveland because of Cleveland's new GM because that new GM was at Kansas City and he traded for Alex Smith. And keep in mind, they're not the only team that might need an upgrade. I mean, Denver needs somebody. Obviously, Cleveland needs somebody. The Bills need somebody. So now you're saying, can you outbid that team? Could you outbid that team for um, uh, Kirk Cousins? What if, Brent Martineau, and I know you're going to poo-poo this, but what if Tom Coughlin, the scouting staff, Dave Caldwell, watched the videotape and decided Josh Rosen is the next big thing? Would you give up your first this year, your first, next year, a second, and a fourth to move up and get Josh Rosen? Oh, my goodness. Um, (laughs) You're convinced he's the next big thing. You're convinced that for the next 10 years, 15 years, your franchise is set at the quarterback position. And I'm saying Josh Rosen. It could be Sam Darnold. It could be Josh Allen. I don't care, whoever. They all got warts. Yeah. But what if you're convinced player X is the next big thing? Now, rookie quarterbacks don't win Super Bowls, but you would set your franchise up for the next 15 years at the most important position. Well, I'm always a believer in if you think if you if you really thought that much of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I say you go get the franchise guy. You do it. But there's just nobody in their right mind that's that certain <laughs> right. of it. You know, like, well, your example is... Well, you're betting your career on it. Well, your example... Well, keep in mind, Tom Coughlin? If I'm Tom Coughlin, I'm 71 years old? All right. I, I'm not sure I'm not concerned about 2025 with the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know? so Although he is fully vested in the program, so... Well, no doubt. He, he wants to he set is. him up for success. I'm just but saying, I'm not sure I am. He wants to, he wants to win in 20... 20- <laughs> 18. That's, and that's yes. the whole thing. They yes. win now, win all today. So does a rookie help you? Probably not. But the interesting thing to what you're saying is kind of like Atlanta did with mm-hmm. Julio Jones. Right. They said, right. Hey, this guy's a missing piece. And right. you know what? In many respects, that worked yeah. to get them. They didn't win it. Right. Now, it didn't happen right away. No, it didn't. But it started the building block yes, of, of putting them in a position to win. Yeah. And uh, so I, I would say... Probably not, because I can't imagine someone's that convicted about a quarterback. Yeah. Quarterbacks are always 50-50 at the best. Right. So um, I, I just don't see it happening. I, I just wonder if this is – where else do they need to get better? Well, lots of places they can always get better. they got to get a, they got to get difference makers on offense especially. Um, I think they have to get – I think they have to get a tight end. Mm-hmm. I think they could use another receiver keeping in mind that A-Rob will be back, but yep. there'll be a lot of changes at that position. I think you can always use another offensive lineman. You can get stronger, Absolutely. better on the offensive line. Let's start with those three positions on offense. By the way, that's first, second, third round. You can do that. You can, but I would I, – I will say this, and people would disagree with me, but if I'm at 29 and I see some pass-rushing butt kicker, I'm not afraid to pull the trigger and take that guy because you never have enough of those guys. Absolutely. And if you can get one of those guys – now, again, we'd all be screaming, well, what about the offense? And that's fair. I'm just saying, you're not going to be signed. I think one thing we, we've all kind of determined and uh, after a week of the offseason, they're not signing free agents like they've signed free agents in the past. No. Ain't happening. No. You, might, you don't sit there and expect on the, you know, at midnight of the first night, uh, uh, Clayus Campbell, A.J. Boye, 
Oh, no, yeah, Barry Church have all agreed to terms. Ain't happening. You might be able to finagle and get one guy in the, quote, early part of free agency. Maybe. Maybe not. It's more likely you'll probably sign a veteran offensive lineman, special teams guy, maybe a veteran receiver, but not big-time names. B-list, yeah. C-list free agents. Yeah. It's that kind of year. I yeah. mean, they spent a lot of money. They spent a, they lot, a lot of money, money man. And they got a defense that's tied up for the next couple years. Not sure they can keep them all either, by the way. window. Can they keep them all? Defensively? Yeah. For two years, they could. They can keep Darius. They're going to keep all that money invested in Darius, Jackson, and Campbell. Next year, definitely they can. Mm -hmm. I think in in the following year, they probably have to make a call on Malik and Darius. Mm -hmm. Or Campbell. Mm -hmm. One of the three guys. Mm -hmm. They'd probably have to unload one of them, I would suspect. Because remember, that's when Ramsey, Miles Jack... Dante Fowler, all those guys come up. Ooh. And Yannick Ngakwe. So now you're spending a lot of money. You have to get rid of some of that older blood. But by then, I mean, Calais is 34 years old. Yeah, uh, he may, yeah. Even Malik has given you three or four years yeah. by that time. Darius, who knows. So they'll have to make some of those tough decisions. And by the way, that's the one part of this. Like The Kirk Cousins thing's fascinating. Because you go spend $130 million on Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. which I believe he's not worth it. But if you do that, then you hamper that part of it. Right. Now your defense is down the road stuff. It's what happened to Seattle. Yeah, Seattle had when Russell Wilson was on the rookie deal. Yeah, and it didn't cost them a bunch. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, but once he got that big money, they had to start picking. Okay, we have to let this guy go. And then look at their offensive line. They just patchwork their offensive line. Kirk, you got two years, baby. You got two years. If we sign you to a four year, you'll never see year three under this contract. (laughs) He got two years got to get two. us the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I'm just not convinced even he can do it. He's 0-2 in the playoffs. Yeah. He still can't even get the Redskins to the playoffs. You know, I've talked to uh, about this, I think, with you as well. I just – there's something about it. I don't uh, – but his statistics are awesome. Yeah. Guy is a yeah. really good statistical quarterback now. Yeah. And he doesn't have a ton of I don't have a weapons. ton. He's had guys, but he hasn't yeah. had a ton. You're right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Is he is – he, more advanced than Blake Bortles? Yes. Why would Washington get rid of him? That's a fair question. That's been a weird deal there for two years. Really, even more than that. If it goes back to the RG3 Correct. stuff, their whole quarterback situation has been strange. Correct. For a By the way, long did time. you know that Kirk Cousins, Brian Hoyer, and Nick Foles are in a team picture at Michigan State? Wow. Even though Nick Foles That's ended up transferring one. out. But Hoyer and, and Drew Stanton couldn't be far behind. He's around those guys. That's a good one. But I don't think he was in the picture. But I saw a picture that had Hoyer. Foles and uh, Cousins. I think it would be better if we did not bring up Michigan State in this podcast here today. Uh, yeah. Tough times in East Lansing. Yes, um, good point. All right, uh, let's move on real quick. Uh, right. Let's get to Tony Baselli. Yeah, he's in. Big Bo. Man. Uh, it's weird. Do you, I have I, less of a good feeling this year than I did last year. I have a better feeling this year. You do have one? Yes. Okay. I see, a, I'm scarred because last year we got a lot of momentum yeah. in Houston. Yeah. And then he, he didn't get in. So yeah. I was like, what the heck, man? Yeah. You guys I have were a better me. I have a better <laughs> feeling. Um but uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. Fifteen guys and all fifteen, like Tony told us this week, all fifteen you can make an argument for as Hall of Famers. So um I think the Jags winning would have been a slam dunk for him. Yeah. Do you think so? You think yes. the factors? Yes, not just not perceptionally and um, subconsciously. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. The Jacksonville Jaguars are in the news. Here's the greatest Jaguar of all time. Hey, this is a good weekend. I was going to vote for him next year, but you know what? I'm putting him in this year. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Well, you know who might get that vote? Brian Dawkins. B-Doc. 
Well, that'd be okay. Yeah. I'd be happy for him. Yeah. Because um, of the Eagles, bond. is my point. Um, but <laughs> yeah, we, listen, we all think he's going in. I think it would be really cool if you get Chipper Jones in and in the Baseball Hall of Fame and Tony in this year in the Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, and That'd we be kind of a nice and we already have Artis Gilmore in our our yeah. Basketball Hall. Are we of getting fame. a hockey guy in anytime soon? <laughs> our only hope is Brian Furlan. <laughs> That's right. So I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, we have the Iceman. We do have the Iceman. We'll have to state claim this one of those guys one Maybe day. Maybe one of those guys. We need a we need a, a bonus baby, Iceman guy, <laughs> a Winnipeg Jet star to come through. All right, so. what does it mean? Seriously, if Baselli, we'll do one next week if he gets in right. or in the, the ramification. But what does it mean? I mean, what is it? We got this pride in the city on the Jags right now. He is the pride of the Jaguars. Yes. Um, how is that embraced? Does it change anything? Does is it just kind of like wow, not that's necessarily, awesome. but I think it, it gives us just a little more notoriety. Keeps the Jaguar name out there. Keeps it fresh. Keeps us building. Shad Khan is doing some great stuff. Uh, has been doing some great stuff for our city. He's got a vision. He's helping. He's what he's done to the area downtown. What was the word now? Lot J is going to become an entertainment center. Yeah. It looks like in 2019 or 2020. Or, yeah. um, which is one should, step closer, by the way. I think we should way. buy a store for you and me. Well, I mean, maybe we hold the podcast. It's one step closer to the ultimate uh, idea of which I've given them, which they will eventually act on. Maybe not in our lifetime, Brett Marno, but one day that roller coaster will be screaming over Everbank, <laughs> and you'll be getting in the number seventy-one car, number eight car, Mark Brunel, twenty-eight car, Fred Taylor. I do like it. There'll be a restaurant. Maybe during the game, it'll fly right over there. But it's going to be awesome when they finally get that thing up. I'm not a roller coaster guy, but I I'm not like either. The but idea I'm telling you, it's going to be like the Hulk in Orlando. It's going to be that big of a deal. Trust me on this one. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right, we're missing any topics. We're missing we? any topics here. We're always well. We have to move on to basketball. Well, you mentioned Chipper real quick. Let's talk about Chipper, uh, who gets in. Bulls kid um, grew up in Deland. Great picture of you, by the way, from like 19. You. What would that have been? 1990. 90. Yeah. You interviewing Chipper yeah. at Bowls? Chipper broke his hand in a fight with a teammate right before uh, the high school state championships. Pitched with a broken hand. It was phenomenal. And um, it was a great story. Ended up being the first pick overall by the Atlanta Braves. The other guy was uh, Van Poppel. Yep. And he wanted too much cash money. Chipper got the pick, and it changed the, you know, he's Mr. Brave to generations of Atlanta Braves fans. And he is... I guess, you know, I would never say that Mickey's not the greatest switch hitter, but you can make an argument for Chipper Jones, but he's definitely one of the top two or three switch hitters of all time. Yeah, 303 on one side, yeah. 302 on the other side, yeah, I think it is. I think Mick was like 293. Uh, Chipper was 303. Eddie Murray Eddie is another guy. There's some pretty good ones, but Chipper's up there now. Yeah, Pete Rose. Yeah, Pete Rose. Um, so uh, what a career he had, and so good for him that he got in. He was a heck of an athlete in high school. Could have been signed a football scholar to go to the U as a receiver. Uh, was a tremendous football player as well. So, really good athlete. It's amazing. Really it's amazing if you start to th- – see, I think that part's cool. I mean, you know, we have Bullet Bob Hayes, of course, Hall of Famer. Yes. Um, but uh, to have, like, the link of the Jags organization with a Baselli or with yeah. Chipper in baseball. Yeah. We've had so many good baseball players come out. Oh, here. my so goodness. So many. It's so underrated. I, I th- I've been here a decade, and I continue to think that is the most under – appreciated no question. part of this sports area yeah. is how many, not not Hall of Famers, no. but how many really good players have well, come out of here in baseball and played in the big leagues. And I think one thing that helped Chipper, 
obviously, and he said so, is, is his dad. His dad is a, a student of the game, and I think his dad helped him tremendously with his career in the early years. See, we have a responsibility with Brooks and Ty someday. <laughs> but we don't have the baseball knowledge, I think. I think we're lacking. So end up uh, frustrated because you're not doing it right. Well, how do I do it, Dad? I don't know. But it's not right. <laughs> do it better. Well, that's when you just pull out your wallet and give it to the guy next. Here's the <laughs> hey, one. Murph. Here's the one. Here's the one I used to drop on my older son. Use your legs. <laughs> well, you can always go back to keep your eye on the ball. <laughs> Squish the bug. <laughs> Squish the bug. <laughs> oh, oh dad's ever. We could write a book about teaching your kid how to play baseball, oh, man. like so many others. All right, hey, uh, we'll be at the Super Bowl all week. We'll have some interviews. Uh, really, it'll be interesting to get the take on the national guys on the Jags. So uh, we'll do that on Blake and all these other things. But um, when we come back next week, we'll talk about uh, a Super Bowl champ and probably move on to some hoops. We're not too far away from March Madness. It's unbelievable. We missed a lot because of the we Jags did. run. Yeah. And we'll catch up here in the next uh, few weeks. So it'll be fun. All right. Uh, Action Sports Jacks Pylon Podcast with Brent Martineau, Dan Hicken, brought to you by, of course, the Jacksonville Iceman. Dan, hockey is back, back in Jacks. Iceman home all week long, really. Check them out down at the year. Thanks for listening.